Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode number three of Seb Talk Sports. That intro that you just heard there was created by All Pro New York Giants running back, now music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Go and check him out on all of his social media platforms at 4stillrunning on Twitter and Instagram and his music under David E. Wilson across all good music streaming services. He's available for business so drop him a message if you're looking for some beats for your podcast, adverts, commercial, absolutely anything you need. Before I get into this episode I just want to say that if you're not already following Seb Talk Sports across all platforms then please do. You can find me on Facebook, Seb Talk Sports, YouTube, Seb Talk Sports, Twitter at Seb Talk Sports and Instagram where I'm primarily active it's at Seb Talks Sports. Today I've got another very special guest. She's an NFL alumni cheerleader who took to the sidelines for the Los Angeles Rams when they were based in St. Louis and now heads an incredible non-profit organization, Team Gateway to a Cure. Quick note, this is my first ever interview and my interviewing skills have come a long way since, but Jennifer is an absolute inspiration and was a fantastic guest, perfect for episode three. So without any further ado, here's the interview in full. Enjoy! My guest today is an NFL alumni cheerleader who went from entertaining football fans on the field to later inspiring them off it, founding non-profit organisation Team Gateway to a Cure, which helps people with Parkinson's into addition to raising funds to help support fight the disease. It's a pleasure to welcome Jennifer Cobb to Seb Talk Sports. Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. Thank you very much for coming on. So you yeah. spent three years as a cheerleader for the St. Louis Rams. What made you want to become an NFL cheerleader? How did you end up hearing about and eventually becoming one? Yeah, so I uh, started um, cheering in junior high for junior high um, uh, basketball and then uh, continued on into um, uh, high school, uh, my senior year of high school. And... Um, then I, after graduation uh, from high school, I went to college at Carbondale, uh, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. And um, after graduating, I uh, landed a job in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, as a dietitian at a children's hospital. And um, I uh, was actually driving down the road, listening to my radio after, after work one day, and heard that the Rams were moving to uh, St. Louis from LA and they were hosting open auditions. And um, so I thought, hmm, I have some cheerleading uh, experience, which as you know, cheerleading in high school and college are a lot of stunting and gymnastic acrobatic moves, not really much of dancing. So I thought, you know, I probably wouldn't make the squad. I'm not very strong at professional dancing, which I don't know if you're aware of this, but the owner of the Rams at the time, Mrs. Frontieri, was actually uh, a Vegas showgirl early in her years. And um, so she had an extensive background, history background of uh, dancing. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and try it. It'll be fun. Just the experience. And so when I showed up for open auditions, there were just hundreds of girls all over the place. And as you can only imagine, the talent was just amazing. I just thought, well, I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have a good time doing it. So yeah. And after, uh, of course, after the audition, I was chosen as one of the top 40 to represent the the, uh, the Rams. 
As fans, we only get to see the glitz and the glamour that cheerleaders bring to the sidelines each Sunday. But what does a week look like for an NFL cheerleader, both during the regular season and during the off-season? So a lot of you uh, spectators, oftentimes you'll, you know, see us on the field, of course, our hair and makeup and, you know, cheering and dancing and bringing you, engaging you into the game as much as we can, bringing excitement and fun on the sidelines. Um, but oftentimes you do not see what goes behind the scenes. And um, when we sign the contract to, to be a part of the team, just like the players, we have to um, fulfill a certain uh, number of uh, charity hours. And uh, there's uh, not only 30 hours, um, or actually 120 hours of charity service during the season that you have to fulfill. Uh, we do also have public appearances that you have to, to um, uh, to attend and uh, different charity functions. Um, but also you have uh, uh, quite a bit of hours of practice during the week, Tuesdays and Thursdays for four hours, and that's after work. And Saturday, uh, the day before the game, if the team is in, in town for a home game, you practice about four hours on a Saturday from seven to noon, and then call time on the field Sunday morning is 7 a.m. and we practice two and a half hours before the game, um, practicing our line, our spacing, going through every routine, and then back to our locker room for hair and makeup, lunch, and then on the field for, for the tunnel um, right around 11, 11.40, 11.45. And then we cheer for four hours. So it's, um, it's a, an athletic event, <laughs> obviously. It takes a lot of endurance, perseverance, focus, so it's it's more than just a pretty smile and a and a good uh, set of eyelashes yeah, <laughs> to absolutely. make it all happen. So yeah, um, so that's it's it's a it's a time commitment, and mo mo many times the girls are uh, not doing this full time. They have um, their students, or they have the different careers that they're involved in. Um, so it's it's definitely a, a time commitment. <laughs> Yeah. Do you say on game days or getting, are you getting there before the players are getting there? Uh, the players show up around the same time, oh, wow. seven-ish, eight, and then uh, they go ahead to the locker room and go through, you know, their game plan. Um, they do stretching and taping and they're in their side of the locker room. We're on ours and um, yeah, I mean, we're employees. So, hmm. you know, we're there to do a job and represent uh, the team and um, make sure that we fulfill our commitment. So, um, you know, there's, there's more than talent that goes into the selective process when they're looking at uh, a, not only a player, but a cheerleader. Um, you know, you can, you, you can have the raw talent and you can be a great dancer, a good football player, but there's also a lot of things that are behind the scenes that go into the selective process. As you know, when they scout, a player, it's more than just talent that keeps them on the, on the field. Um, they have got to, you know, make the commitment for charity. They got to make the commitment to be a team player. They got to make the commitment to have good character and good values and morals and good choices. And so it's, it's the whole package that the NFL is looking at. Mm. And so we're getting that both, not only in the players, but in the cheerleaders, like you say. And the cheerleaders, absolutely. Yeah, because when you retire, you come off the field and you hang up your pom-pom or you put your football away and the helmet's, you know, packed up, you're representing the, the NFL as an ambassador forever. Um, so, you know, 
that's a family. Um, it's a family unit. There's loyalty and trust. And we're groomed from the very get-go, from the very moment you sign the contract that, you know, this is a, 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 a commitment. And it's, it's pretty much lifetime. Mm. So during your time as a cheerleader for the Rams, what was the best experience you would say you had? What was your favorite part of the job? Oh, definitely locker room. Mm. There's so much fun camaraderie and goofing off and joking <laughs> that happens in the locker room. I mean, some of the funniest things, I, even to this day when we get together and we reminisce, um, it is just locker room talk. It's locker room stories. Um, it, it's, just, it's just amazing. And I'll never forget, even at um, summer camp, you know, when you're around these girls 24-7 for seven straight days and you have little sleep and you're dancing and practicing for 12 hours, um, it's just, it's just a, a bonding experience I can't really uh, explain. But, yes, definitely the locker room, locker room time. <laughs> yeah, so it's, so it's like a bit of a family atmosphere. And I'm guessing you're still in contact with a lot of the girls that you cheered with? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're, we're lifelong, lifetime friends. Um, and if, if they're not here in St. Louis and I travel or I have an event or something I'm involved in through the foundation team gateway to a cure, I'll reach out to, to many of the girls um, and, you know, get together and, you know, reminisce about the days. And if, if they're not on the team with the Rams, if, even if they're an alumni NFL cheerleader, I'll reach out to them. So it's, it's, a, it's a great, um, great network of people. It's great to see that you guys are still staying in contact even after working together as cheerleaders. Yeah, and, and the NFL has been nothing but supportive with the launching of my foundation, Team Gateway, to a cure, as well as the girls. Anytime I reach out to a, a alumni cheerleader or a current cheerleader, everyone's always very supportive with my efforts. And, hey, hey, Jennifer, is there anything I can do to help? And, you know, they're the first ones to step up. And I guess that really speaks volumes of the type of, of person. You know, philanthropy is always, I think, in the back of our hearts somehow some way and people are always looking for opportunities to help out and this given you know my foundation collaborating efforts with Michael J Fox as well as the Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center um, people are always looking to to help whether it's you know donations in memory of somebody that might be battling a disease of the brain such as ALS MS stroke uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, but, um, you know, volunteering for any po possible, um, um, you know, fundraiser or awareness, support, education. Um, that's, you know, really, I think, being that that is our mission with the foundation, it makes for a really good connection uh, for, for many people. Mm, like you say, the bond you grow together as cheerleaders, that translates into not only on the field, but in just general life after that. Yes, absolutely. Is there anything that might shock us fans that we don't ever get to see in the locker room? Oh, um, we're just always playing funny, practical jokes on each other. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, we're all just goofballs. I mean, uh, the girls are, some of them could be a little serious, but some of them are just fun, fun-loving and play, playful. And it's just, it's just, it's great to get to know these girls, um, you know, on and off the field. In uh, 2016, you started the non-profit organization, Team Gateway to a Cure, which does excellent work helping people with Parkinson's and raising money to support that. What was your motivation behind finding the charity and how did you go about starting it up? So my father was diagnosed with Parkinson's uh, in 1999, right around the time Michael J. Fox was 
diagnosed and went public with it. And um, over the years, I've raised quite a bit of money for his foundation. And he has honored me at the VIP Awards in New York City for my efforts. And um, I wanted to do more than hosting 5K runs. I wanted to, you know, put on many different charity events. Uh, so they, the Fox Foundation gave me the name Team Gateway to a Cure. And um, I collaborated with some uh, people that I knew in town that wanted to uh, be a part of the foundation as a board of director. And I sent out a press release and launched launched the uh, the unveiling of the logo and uh, announced Team Gateway to a Cure was live. And we've been uh, nonstop ever since. Now our efforts are focused more on education and awareness for caregiver support. Mm. So like you say, you've already achieved great things in just a few years you've been around. But what do you yes. have in terms of for sort of the future of the organization? What are your aims to achieve in sort of the next five years or it's, so? It's, we really want to focus on caregiver support and what that looks like. You know, caregivers are now known as the second patient. Insurance companies are recognizing them. And now I'm putting in programs in hospitals and different cities throughout the country. Uh, caregivers need to have a place to go to vent, to talk about their stories and how to get support. They go through exhaustion and depression and anxiety caring for their loved ones in the home. And they need to be equipped emotionally and physically on how to care for their loved ones. Well, I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And I really hope to see how the charity continues to grow in the future. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I well. appreciate it. Jennifer, this was an absolute pleasure. Where can people go about finding you? We have a website, www.teamgatewaytoacure.org. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. And uh, you can go to the website and, you know, shop around, look around, see how you can volunteer, shoot me an email, questions. I'm always happy to answer anything and, uh, you know, get back to you. But, but uh, platforms like yours, you know, podcasts and just talking about what it looks like to support a caregiver. You know, many times we have our stories of, you know, whether you're a, a, a grandparent caring for grandchildren or you're a single parent like myself caring for my kids or an adult child caring for my father who's got Parkinson's. I need to uh, have the support and share stories with each other to um, collaborate efforts so we can ha all be strong enough to get through another day of hope. Definitely. It's so, so important. And I'll be sure to um, leave your links down below so people can find you easily. Yeah, I appreciate it. www.teamgatewaytoacure.org. Perfect. Jennifer, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And there she was, the absolute inspiration that is Jennifer Cobb, just the loveliest woman with some great stories about her time as an NFL cheerleader and the realities of the profession. An incredibly tough job that takes a lot of dedication and talent. I've got many more great guests coming very soon, so stay tuned right here on Seb Talk Sports. And to take us out as usual, here's another brilliant track by All Pro New York Giants running back and music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Catch you soon, guys. <laughs>